What's up, guys? Yes, it is my first podcast. Holy shit. I finally got myself out of bed and did it. Yes. Are you guys proud of me? Yeah. You know when um you kind of be like, oh, yeah, I'll go to that party. And then, like, you wake up in the morning and you're like, oh, fuck me. I feel like shit today. <laughs> Mental health is popping. God, we know all about it, don't we, girls? And boys and whoever is listening to the podcast, hello and welcome. Let's get to know each other better because I feel like... I have created this elusive rap character on the internet called Jekyll that is actually not even who I am. Do you know what I mean? Like, you guys just see what I post up on the internet, the, the photos and the rap songs and stuff, but um, I'm actually quite uh, not as aggressive as I portray. I'm quite the lovely sunshine. <laughs> I actually get a lot of people uh, meet me and be like, fuck, you're nothing like I thought you were going to be, eh? And I'm like, isn't that the best, though? Especially when I was single, I used to go out on Tinder dates and things like that, and people would be like, damn, like, you are, you are nothing like what I thought you were going to be. And I was like, well, what did you think I was going to be? And they're like, just a bit more, like, intense. You know what I mean? But I, I feel like I am intense, but in a good way. In a funny way. So, um, yeah, uh, basically this podcast that I want to do has no real structure, much like my life. <laughs> uh, but every week I do want to talk to someone who does know me or maybe celebrities that I know. Uh, anyone interesting as well, uh, little stories and things like that, fuck, I've got some stories for you guys, eh, <laughs> you can only imagine, so, um, pop this on when you're doing your makeup, or if you're hanging out with friends, you're in your car on your way to somewhere, and bitch, let's fucking talk, um, so what I want to start off with is this fucking sick thing that I read on the internet the other day, you know how, if you're a follower of mine on Facebook and that, you just go onto my page and I, uh, always repost and put up nice quotes and things like that. There's something I read the other day what I want to share with you guys that I think you'd like. So it says, unpopular opinion. I don't think your life has anything to do with a purpose or a grand ambition. I think it's okay to just wander through life finding interesting things until you die. I think this goes for art too. You can just make the kind of art you find interesting and you don't have to pick some kind of grand arc to your literacy career. I think the traditional Western or white narrative arc has tricked way too many people into thinking their lives have one great epiphany, some sort of flash of great meaning and deep insight, when in reality most people experience these things in such smaller ways throughout life. I think this also leads to a lot of people to miss the stuff that actually makes them happy because it's mostly the small stuff. They spend their entire lives looking for that lightning strike and miss out on anything else. Now that was written on a page called the Artidote on uh, Facebook if you guys want to check them out. Um, I think that's right because I often um, put myself at like this pedestal of like fuck now I have to do better than what I just put out like and I think it stops me from creating because I feel like I have to do this like a grand fucking massive big thing when in reality it's just like the little things here and there that um, really make life worth living. Um, I've actually started working on a new music video um, for my song Blow, it's on Spotify if you guys have heard it. Um, I went to a job the other night and I met these two guys and they, they really wanted to get into art, creative stuff, but they kind of really didn't have an outlet for it and they found out that I was a rapper and things like that and they were like, fuck, like we'd love to sponsor that video and I was like, sick, like if there's no budget, like, bitch, you can only imagine what, like, the shit that I have come up with, my little beautiful head of moon. <laughs> so, um, I'm currently working on that, which is fucking awesome. I've come up with a concept of, um, so, like, the song's about cocaine, and, um, it's actually quite, like, a sad song when you listen to the lyrics, um, 
they're kind of sad uh but because of the beat the grimy beat you kind of look over that but um yeah uh it's more so a song about like uh addiction and um looking for that next high and things like that um and going to any lengths to kind of get that but um the music video that i've thought of is like maybe i could have like a mansion which kind of is my brain and then you, you could come up to the mansion and when you open the door it's like opening like the drug is opening a door new door to your brain kind of thing and each room could have like a different type of thing to do with my life in it um and then there's going to be some like quiet personal shit in there as well um so i thought that might be a cool idea so i'm currently working on that at the moment um and i'm gonna fucking do it but i reckon we're gonna uh, film in like december or whatever so it's gonna, it's gonna be out and not too long but also um it's gonna take me that long to organize all this shit because i'm gonna do i'm gonna go full tit on this bitch like i haven't done a music video in quite some time and i've been through a lot since the last time i put out a video as you guys may have may or may or not known but that comes in another podcast later on so now I'm gonna give my my mum a little ring-a-ding-ding and we're gonna fucking talk about some shit. But uh, before we go into that, I also just wanna mention um, more about blow. Um, I don't actually do cocaine anymore because it gives me fucking anxiety. I've seen that drug do some shit to some people. It, it's good for coming up with ideas and stuff, but fuck dude, it gives me so much anxiety and then I get all quiet and weird and stuff. So I wrote that song when I was going through some shit, girl. Um, just bad relationship and stuff like that um and I was looking for a way out in my brain and that seemed to be the answer um but thankfully I'm off that shit now because yeah it really fucking gave me bad anxiety the only thing that helped with that was Valiums and even then I nearly fucking overdosed on Valiums I was so fucking stupid and I did know that you couldn't drink when you're on Valiums that's how fucking dumb I was, guys. So PSA, if anyone's listening and they do Valiums, don't fucking drink on it because you will fucking overdose and die. Um, yeah, so I had a work function um, and so fucking open bar. Um, unfortunately, I was going through a shit time. Valleys were the only thing that were keeping me, like, fucking happy. So sad, dude. But, you know, we've all been there. Um, and I was eating it like fucking candy, eh? I just wanted to escape from my mind. Um, and then I went out to a work function and just fucking drank. And, um, I walked out of the bar and I just started fucking vomiting everywhere. Like, I don't even know what happened. Like, cause I can fucking handle my alcohol. So when, yeah, just fucking stupid. This happened about like maybe a year and a half, two years ago. Um, yeah, I walked out of the bar and I was vomiting everywhere and the people that I was with got a little bit freaked out and I, I said to them like, call an ambulance or whatever. And they're like, are you sure? And then by then I had vomited more and I was like, nah, nah, like I should be all right. Um, they walked me back to my house and I managed to get into the elevator and uh, walked up to the hall and before my um, before I could reach the door of my house, I just fucking blacked out and I woke up um, in a pool full of vomit and I'd been eating like salami and meats and shit. And they were, they were just all on the floor around me and I just, I just know for a fact if I had not fallen down and my face was on the side, like I would not be here right now, so. That was fucking scary. Um, yeah, sorry to lay that out on you guys, but I really want you guys to think about the shit that you put, put in your body because, man, like, I thought I was invisible. Do you know what I mean? And it's just, yeah, 
just mixing and shit it's not cool and it's not the way to get happiness the way to get happiness is just by fucking creating art and like hanging out with friends and like doing shit you love like getting out of bed and fucking taking a walk and like going to see nature man like that fucking helped me so much like if if you've got any fucking solid friends dude and you're going through a hard time like please reach out don't put yourself in a bedroom and lock yourself away and at least like at least put the blinds up so you can see the sun I know it can be super hard when you're going through a depressing time but um you know just even seeing the sunlight helps so much and hearing the birds chirping I'm sure you guys can hear them in the background right now <laughs> um but yeah reaching out to your friends helps a lot and that helped me when I was going through a shit time so um yeah just random shit <laughs> I felt like opening up to you guys because I know some people do message me when they're going through a really hard time and I've found that because I'm able to be so open and honest about what I've been through uh, other people feel comfortable enough to come and talk to me about their shit as well and you know I'm always here for you guys um fuck me anyone that's been through trauma you're not the only one dude and it will get better and I promise man like I've been through days where I thought I could not even fucking fathom to go on and then like months later it's like a whole new fucking different life and you're just like whoa like I remember when I was in the shower and I was like thinking about giving up and then you just remember about like all the good shit that you've got to be happy for and that's the shit you need to cling on to so yeah real life shit let's call my mum because that got real dark but uh people need to fucking hear it dude and I'm more than happy to like open up and tell my story if it helps anyone. So love you guys. Let's call this mother Ramon. Hello. Yo, mother. Hello, Jess. How you doing? I'm doing mighty fine. Fuck yeah, that's good to hear. Hello, everybody. How you all doing? Mighty fine, like I am. Oh, yo. Um, so. I, w- I basically got like a bunch of notes that I want to talk about but I reckon starting out with going to the Marlborough Sounds would be an awesome story because not every mother takes their eight-year-old daughter to the middle of fucking nowhere by themselves <laughs> <laughs> what was going through oh, your well, mind when you thought fuck this shit I'm out uh well but personal really I guess um being separated from your dad for a while Easter eggs from the universe like that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I put, did a fist pump out the window and cranked the music up and sang it all the way home and thought, oh well, that's it. It's all over. Awesome. And uh, when we moved there, 
Uh, there was a bit of a rat problem. <laughs> um, yes, there was. How did we deal but with anyway, that one? The reason, the reason we moved there, Beth, remember, was yes, I went home and did all the housework and thought, shit, that was a bit dramatic, and now what? I can't go back. <laughs> so I mean, turn it up a notch. <laughs> so, yeah, so then had a bit of um, quiet time and reflection and then picked you up from primary school, you were eight, and on top of the library books you had a book, and I think it was Robinson Crusoe, and um, I said to you, how would you like to go and live on the island and with no power, no phone, no contact with people really, and I'll be your teacher. And you said, yeah, 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 when, when can we go, when can we go? And you, as soon as we got home, you went to your room and started getting packed. I said, no, I said, calm down, you've got to write a list of all the things that you will enjoy and another list of all the things you will miss especially your friends and TV. Because that was such a big deal for me back in the day. Not the TV! Pokemon. (laughs) I still fucking love Pokemon. And um, and I sat down and, yeah, and wrote a list as well, and the list of the yeses was far greater than the list of noes. And um, so, yeah, within two weeks, it was packed up and gone. Awesome. And then, and then going back to the rat problem, you have a fear of rats, an irrational fear of rats. Horrible. So we get off the boat, we get there, we're fucking, they're fucked off, there's no boat there, just me and you on the island with no human contact and no cell phone reception and no electricity, and we come there and it's an infested fucking rat house. What are we doing, mum? What are we doing? I remember it was snowing and it shouldn't have been because it doesn't snow in the sound. It was cold, so we went down the beach and got some driftwood and went to light a fire in the log burner, and then all the smoke started billowing out. So I thought, oh, the chimney must be blocked a wee bit or something. So I hit it with a big stick, and that's when all the rats came flying out from above the chimney in this little recess in the ceiling. So I started screaming and screaming and you were laughing and went off and going, oh, cool, we've got some pets. I've got pets, Mum. And you're ripping open the chocolate biscuits, chasing them, trying to feed them bloody biscuits. <sighs> I'm on the deck watching the mail boat disappear around the corner and no way out, thinking, oh, for sake. And, um, you can swear, by the way. Then, yeah, I had, oh, God, I don't know, I had a... I had a few gins, I think. So I oh, no, I remember you, know. you opened that bottle like it was Christmas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you got in I there and you of... bloody got to it. Yeah, we had a bit of Dutch courage. And uh, so I remember I taped plastic bags to my arms and, um, and had a boat hook and climbed up the ladder and I started hooking out all the pink bats that the rats had wrapped around the chimney to make a nest and to be warm. And you were holding a rubbish bag, and um, so I was putting all the bats into the rubbish bag, and there was little pink baby rats in there and everything, and Big Daddy Rat kept looking through that wee hole in the plywood. Can you remember that? Yeah, I reckon he was, oh, and yeah, taking my babies, are you? Yeah, and I kept hitting the wall with the boat hook, to scare him away but he kept coming back 
So um, I threw some poison up there and disinfected everything and pulled the beds into the middle of, oh no, just the mattresses, wasn't it, into the middle of the floor. Yep. And um, we got in our sleeping bags and I was terrified though because I was still in the batch. And um, I was terrified they were going to get me in the night so I pulled up in the sleeping bag and held it tight so no um, rat could get in my sleeping bag. And you snuggled up behind me in your sleeping bag. <laughs> and then in the middle of the bloody night, you, <coughs> little monkey... I remember this. You freaking run your fingers up my back like a rat running over me. And I screamed my head off. I'm jumping up and down in the sack like a sack of straight What a little shit. And you're rolling around in your sleeping bag on the floor, crying your eyes out, laughing, saying, ha, 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 it was just me, Mum. It was just me. I'm tricking you. Yes. Oh, I do remember that part. I also remember the part of us fighting a fucking octopus in a dinghy, which is a tinny for Aussies listening. Um, Us setting the net, rowing out around Pickerskill Island. Yes. Yep, and we, we set in it and then we came back and we, we, we got it up and I looked over at the side and I said, oh, mum, there's a massive school of fish in the net we're going to eat tonight. We were all excited about it. I keep pulling up the net only to lo and behold, there's a fucking great octopus eating all of our fish. And then we're already pulled up too far so the octopus's arms are coming into the boat. Oh, God, silly. Yep, yep, so... It had eight arms and we only had four between us and we had an oar each and we were hitting its legs as it was crawling into the, climbing into the dinghy, screaming, this thing had suctioned itself on and um, and we couldn't beat it because it, it kept coming aboard and so um, that's when I had a little motor on the back of the dinghy as well so I took off and we went all the way back home and um, just as we pulled up with this thing stuck on the side of the dinghy, it um, just fell off, didn't it? Fell yep. into the water and lived, lived in our place, at our base. And it kept coming time. through the lagoon staring at us, yeah. <laughs> like beach. Yeah. <laughs> you took my fish! Because <laughs> remember the guy, Johnny, that had the bitch um, next door to us, he caught an octopus in his net maybe the same one, maybe not. And he yelled out to me, do you want some bait? And I said, oh yeah. So he just sliced the leg off and handed it to me. And so I talked to him for a wee while and then I went to walk across the lagoon and I heard this whoosh, whoosh noise behind me. And I turned around and here's a bloody octopus chasing chasing me. (laughs) Just to say, give me back my leg. And so I ran down the beach with its leg in my hand and it, Swam down in the sea right opposite me, and every time I stopped, it stopped and then stretched out of the water and was looking at me, telling me the evil. And I, every which way I went, it just kept following me. So in the end, I threw it back and said, "Oh, you can have it." <laughs> <laughs> and he and he like picked it up and he's like walking away with his leg, like, "Yeah, that's right, bitch, yeah. don't fucking me again." <laughs> you got you got run up by an octopus, mum. <laughs> And they closed the legs back, apparently, but I never knew how clever they were and um, much respect. Because mm-hmm. remember what happened at um, Cherry's place when he made that holder for crayfish for New Year's Eve. Oh, yes. 
So we had a friend uh, who had a batch around another couple of islands that mum used to know. We used to row around, have a few parties with them. Me and my eight-year-old self on the lemonades. Yes. <laughs> and he, had, he, he, what did he do, mum? He uh, had a boy or something. A big muscle boy or a big bloke off, off a muscle farm landed on his beach. And um, they cut it and made a lid and put hinges on it and drilled little holes in it and he tied it to the bottom of his wharf at low tide underwater and he used it as a holding tank for the crayfish that he was collecting because you can only have whatever it was two per person per day or four or something so he was collecting them before the New Year's Eve party and um, each day so he had about probably 10 or 12 crays in there and then New Year's Eve, he had all his um, guests, you know, arrive. And, and Terry was and very rich and up. fancy, not like us commoners. Left <laughs> to the nines. And, um, and he went down to open up the, um, the tank uh, to get the crayfish out, and out floated all these crayfish shells, and there's this bloody great octopus in the bottom, fat as anything, like burp. Thanks very much. He was cheering. And it's crazy how octopuses can literally just contort their body into like a little hole. He would have just gotten in the tiniest little hole, hey? Well, he just flattened himself and must have pushed himself through the mid a little bit. I don't know. Yeah, unreal. So I was pretty young at this time. I was about eight. And uh, during that time, I was unaware of the anatomy of the human body. I'm sure you can know where this is going, Mum. And I would look at your amazing breasts and I would be like, how? How do I get those, Mum? And I would say, there's, there's bloody milk in them or there's bloody air in them. And you'd be like, Jessica, no, there isn't. And I'd be like, well, you're fucking lying to me. So what did I do, Mum? I waited till you were asleep. Would you like to tell the rest of the story? Well, you kept insisting that my breasts were large because they must be full of milk. And I kept insisting that they weren't, that they were just made of fat. And you were going, no, no, there's milk in it. I said, there is not. So anyway, you wouldn't shut up about it. Um, so anyway, I went to sleep and I was blissfully asleep and just listening, you know, to the moorports, which are the major fowls making their noises in the night. And in the next minute, I woke, screaming my head off, clutching my breath, hopping around the batch in the agony, and you had carefully pulled the covers back and stuck a bloody drawing pin in the end of my nipple. Yeah, to see if the milk was going to squirt out. I was hungry. <laughs> and I had to get my fingernails underneath the drawing pin to actually remove the pin out of my nipple. Oh. It was heaviest pain, Yeah, my uh, my best friend's got her nipples pierced. She said it's not too much fun, so I'm sorry about that. <laughs> no, no. Oh, well, you, you were pretty upset, actually, that when you saw how much pain I was in. Yeah, it was, because I love you. You know, yeah. You had a heart and you gave me a big hug and said sorry, and I was like, what possessed you to do oh, I was thirsty. <laughs> I know, I know, I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> <laughs>
So um, I reckon uh, we tell we tell the story about the llama used to work at placemakers, which is like uh, New Zealand's version of Bunnings. The story about the llama I've got written down. What possessed you to bring a llama into your place of work, Sally Ann? <laughs> You're a bit fucked, eh? Same. <laughs> on it and everything. Fuck you. <laughs> Health and safety. How about I bring the smelly ass spitting llama into <laughs> yours? Health and safety. <laughs> He's got his high vis on. <laughs> Should have put a hard hat on there as well. A little white card too. <laughs> yeah, and then um, so I went down and had a laugh about that and then took him into the office where they design um, frames for buildings. And he, Kevin, he was called, he started sniffing this Chinese guy's hair who must have like, like, a cream or you know product of his hair that the llama bites. Yeah. So the llama started licking his head, and so this guy kept kept batting him off, saying, "Get off, don't be silly, get off!" And thought it was just a fellow staff member being silly with him, yeah. pulling at his hair. And when he finally turned around, saw this llama staring straight in his face. He'd never, coming from China, had seen an animal like it, and he like a woman and, and ran out the building and ran down the street. Oh, the poor darling. But yes, that would be quite a fucking shock. Traumatised for life. Oh. Speaking of traumatised for life, remember that time we took Nana to the strip club? Yeah. Oh, my God. 
Let's tell about it. Let's tell that story. So it's it's Nana's birthday. Uh, we've just taken her to a lovely dinner. Oh yes, sorry, darling. Yeah, yeah, that's right. We pretended it was Nana's birthday because you know get extra love in the club. <laughs> they give you a little extra attention if you say it's your birthday in the strip club. By the way, so uh, we it's, it's my being my brother's birthday. It, who was in the car? Me, you, and Nana. Was that it? Yeah, um, and Jerome, my French porter. Yep. He was in the car. Yeah. Yeah. What you said, Mama, Mama, Nana was in the front seat, and you leaned over from the back seat and said, "Hey, Nana, have you ever been to a strip club?" <laughs> and she goes, "No, no, no. Why would I want to go to one of them? You've seen one, you've seen them all." That's right. And you said, "Do you remember?" And um, and you said, "Hey, Mum, can we take Nana to a strip club?" And Mum's going, Does she Nobody's know? Nobody's open at this hour. So she said, oh, okay then. And she went along with it. And when we got there, there was a big Russian guy on bouncer and a big Samoan guy, bouncer. And they looked at me, looked at mum, then looked back at me and said, are you ladies in the right place? You're like, fucking <laughs> oath, we've come to see some chitty. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think that's when you typed up and said, oh, no, it's Nana's birthday. That's know, right. So I thought, like, oh, yeah, it's a birthday. <laughs> Front row, front row, only the best for Nana Betty. <laughs> runway, what do you call it? Runway or... Your little stage. Stage. Yep. Stage. And um, anyway, this guy taps me on the shoulder and he's laughing his head off and they were army guys and they said, oh, what the hell, what's with the old lady? And I said, hey, hey, calm down. I said, it's my mother and was taking her here for a treat. She's never been to a strip club. And he goes, oh, man, that's awesome, that's awesome. He says, can we buy you around a drink? What does your mum drink? I said, oh, she drinks rum and coke. And so they came back with a tray of um, rum and cokes, and mum's going, where the bloody hell did that come from? And I said, oh, these young guys shouted them. She said, don't drink them, don't drink them, they might have roofies in them. Oh, free drugs, <laughs> excellent. <laughs> I was like, how do you even know what that is, mum? She says, oh, you don't know, you know, you don't take drinks from strangers, and... Anyway, in the end, she had a drink, and so she starts watching the show with her eyes popping out of her head, and next minute... They A.K.A. Are, they some topless titties. bird on stage shoving her titties right in Nan's face. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful yeah. lady. <laughs> yeah. So then this army guy who gave us a drink, he's banging me on the shoulder, hitting me on the shoulder with his hand, and he's going, oh, my God, oh, my God, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I've just done something might not like and I said what do you mean and he, he was crying with laughter and it took ages for him to actually say it and he goes I've just shouted um, 
I've just paid off the next stripper to do a lap dance on your mum's lap. I'm yes. Teeth, darling, there you go. Never say I don't do anything for you. <laughs> Mum got a standing ovation. There was like three tiers of people leaving, leaning over glass balustrades, laughing and clapping away. Mum was a hero. She got free drinks for the rest of the night. Shout out to Calendar Girls in Christchurch <laughs> for, uh, yeah. for that moment. And then, yeah, we got home about three or four in the morning, and next morning, Mum's dear old friends ring her up and say hello Betty how you going and what did you get up to last night and mum says oh oh we went to my grandson's birthday and then they took us to a strip club and, and this strip girl pulled me false teeth out with money and they're going oh Betty are you alright? She <laughs> says it's so matter of fact as well like oh yeah this happened and they're like what yeah. the fuck <laughs> no, not one of her friends believed it <laughs> Well, they don't, they don't know her very well then, do they? Because that is definitely oh. something Nana would do. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for talking to me, Mum. I'm going to call Nana Betty now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, go on. All right. Oh, definitely. Okay, I love you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Oh, well, guys, there you go. There's some bloody stories for you. I hope you enjoyed that. I've got plenty more. I just thought I'd keep it a bit more lighthearted at the start of my podcast. Uh, we'll get into some some uh, deep and meaningful stuff later, but uh, definitely the funniest stories at the start. Um, let's give a Nana Betty a call just so we can uh, make sure that story definitely did happen because I promise you guys I'm not lying when I say her teeth bloody came out. <laughs> Let's give her a call now. Might be past Nana's bedtime. But if she doesn't answer, definitely getting her on the next podcast, so don't worry about that. You've got to hear this bitch. Oh, no. No, Nana. Oh, that's all right, guys. We tried, but uh, that's all good because it means next time, next time Nana's going to be on here and... I've got some wild stories about Nana. She she loves her good Saturday sessions where she dresses up and goes rock and rolling, doesn't she? <laughs> Another part of my podcast I thought was cool would uh, would be me telling you guys about some new artists that I've recently come across. Uh, one is called Cass is Dead, and he is a UK artist rapper. Uh, he's fucking sick, guys. So he actually wears a mask, so no one actually knows what he looks like either. And the shit that he raps about, you just know he fucking does. Like, 
yeah, straight gangster shit. I reckon you guys would really check it out. I, I'm not sure if I can like play some on here due to copyright reasons and stuff. So I'm not gonna um, I'm not gonna play you guys some just because I'm a bit weary of this getting taken down and stuff, and I don't want that to happen. But definitely go check out Cass is Dead. He has a song called Play, which is one of my favourite, and he's kind of um got like the Goosebumps theme song back to it, and the shit he's fucking saying. Oh, dude, his lyrics are so good. Um. And I like the fact that no one really knows what he looks like. Um, so in his music videos and things like that, performances, he wears a, a mask. He used to wear one with like a skull on it, but now he's got one that's kind of like more human looking. So it's really like um, but 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 weird when you watch. You're like, oh, that's fucked, but I like it, eh? So uh, well, I think that's about it for number one, Tahi, baby, number one. Uh, that is my first podcast I've ever done. Yes, I did it. Aren't y'all proud of me? I hope you guys really enjoyed it because I enjoyed that too. And I can't wait to do number two for you. Nambarua, which is two and marry. So we're going to learn some marry together. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Enjoy your day. See ya.